Everyone's probably heard the saying, you don't know what you have until it's gone. And if we think about that, uh, there's probably, for most of us, we could probably think about something that applies to that, that we didn't realize uh, what it was until it was gone. Or maybe we took it for granted or even got complacent. Even now, uh, might think of things that we have, a cell phone, um, if you lose that cell phone, uh, people get a little bit worried. Most people have it attached to their hip. Uh, but uh, me, it's never attached to my hip. Half the time I forget to bring it with me. I turn it on, on silent. And so Father Starman has to remind me, take your phone with you when I'm trying to get a hold of you and leave it off or take it off silent. Uh, but yeah, I often walk out of the house without it. So for me, it's not that big a deal, but I know for some people, it is. And the minute you walk out of Mass, how many of you are going to check to see if you have any messages? Or maybe the Internet. You know, if the Internet went down, uh, what would happen? Or even if it's running slow, we get frustrated. Uh, and so um, we could take it for granted. And whoever thought that students would miss school. And it just so happened that the last month and a half of school, there was no school. And I heard many students saying, gosh, I wish I was at school. I miss my teacher. I miss my classmates. Uh, and just having that structured learning environment. Um, and so remember that in the future, those who are still going to school, that when you want to get out of school, Remember this time when you couldn't go to school and how you wished you could go back. Or if we think about servicemen and women, where one might be stateside and the spouse might be deployed overseas, and they realize what they had and they desire it, but they're separated by distance. And so there's that, that yearning there to be reunited with their, their spouse. And so like spouses being separated... The same goes for the Eucharist and our relationship with Jesus. Because the Eucharist is not a thing, but it is a person. It's, it's Jesus. And we've experienced that loss you know, for a month and a half or whatever it was that we weren't able to celebrate public masses. And although I was still able to celebrate private Mass, I missed being with all of you. Missed having you here to be able to celebrate it with you. Obviously, celebrating private Mass, it's never alone. The angels and saints were with me as I celebrate private Mass, and they're here with us today, but yet I miss being, being with you. And so it's another way to say that you don't know what you have until it's gone might be you know what you had, but you never thought you were going to lose it. Who would have ever thought there would be a time where we couldn't go to Mass or celebrate it publicly? Who would have thought we would have had to watch it on TV or virtually through the Internet? Nobody thought that. And just as, as somebody mentioned to me, you know, just as a husband and wife 
that might be in different countries. They might be able to communicate virtually or through email or letter. It's just not the same as being there physically and present to each other. And so it is the same with the Eucharist. Somebody mentioned spiritual communion just doesn't cut it. I desire the Eucharist. I desire to receive Jesus. And so this time away from the Eucharist, although it's not a good thing, good things could come out of it. And hopefully, for many, it yearned up that desire. Recognize how much you desire the Eucharist, and that's why all of you are here, because of that desire for the Eucharist, for, for Jesus, or the desire to receive, receive Him. And that willingness to take the extra precaution, to take the inconveniences of social distancing and wearing a mask so that you can receive communion. And as I was thinking about that, you know, I've heard quite a, quite a bit of time that, or quite a number of times that people aren't coming to Mass, be, are coming to Mass because they don't want to wear a mask. And as I, as I woke up this morning, I was thinking about that, you know, we have all the reasons, you know, safety, worried about, you know, to protect oneself, one's neighbor, uh, the community. So ultimately it's about safety. Uh, but then... I thought about this example this morning of a loved one in the hospital. And it's hard enough to visit a one in the hospital right now. It's difficult. But if you do visit somebody in the hospital, you have to wear a mask. Oftentimes, you have to gown up. And would you say, no, my, that person I love is not worth wearing a mask or gowning up? I don't think so. And so just like that relationship of a loved one in a hospital, you take those extra steps to protect them. That's why we're taking these extra steps here. And like I said, I know it's an inconvenience. It's not comfortable. But yet, we're not here to receive a thing. We're here to receive Jesus. We're here to receive the, his body and blood, which is the source of all Christian life. It gives us the strength to go on, to get through the week, to get through these difficulties, the uncertainties of everything that's going on in our world right now. So if anybody approaches you and says, well, if I have to wear a mask, I'm not going to go to church, I offer you that story. Com use that comparison. Would you go visit a loved one in the hospital if you had to wear a mask or a gown? Sure they would. So why won't you do the same to go receive Jesus, who is to be above, who is above and beyond any relationship that we have? And so I thank you. I thank all of you for being here, for making those extra sacrifices to put up with the inconvenience of the social distancing and wearing masks. As I say, I know it's not comfortable and gets kind of warm. Uh, but thank you for being here. I so much appreciate you being here. And like I said, the thing that I missed about offering private Mass was you. Um, and so it's great to have you here to be able to celebrate again publicly. And this, kind of going back to the Eucharist, 
one of the reasons this feast was founded, it had been celebrated regionally uh, for several centuries. Um, actually, I should say, you know, from the early 300s, there was regional feasts of the body and blood, but it became a universal norm about in the 1500s. And the reason they established this feast of the most holy body and blood of Jesus was because people were becoming complacent. And there's also sins and sacrileges done against the most uh, holy Eucharist. And so the, the Pope, this is Pope Urban, um, instituted this feast to remind us of this great sacrament, of who it is re receiving Jesus in the Eucharist, and to remind us not to become complacent, to foster more appreciation to the Blessed Sacrament, and really to live it out, to recognize really who it is we are receiving. And so this time of being away from the Eucharist hopefully has done that for you. And I, the fact that you're here, as I said, I believe it has shown that desire that you do miss the Eucharist. You miss receiving Jesus' body and blood and just that yearning desire to receive him once again, to, to be united with him and to be united ultimately with each other. And so as we celebrate this great feast of the most holy body and blood of Christ. Uh, may we truly recognize who it is we are receiving uh, and what he has done for us, laying his life down for us. And that just as we desire union with him, he desires union with us more. And actually our desire flows out of his desire for love with us.